The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another sick podcast. This is your boy Clyde coming off of a wild weekend. Can't wait to talk about that. We had some excitement on our annual road trip to uh, this year, Nashville. Can't wait to tell you about it. Uh, But before we get into all that, Sammy, go ahead and start me up. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast and Bill Show. The sickest Indianapolis Colts podcast. It's going to be sick. It is absolutely going to be sick. Uh, Sammy, let's see if I can get my readout to support the cause. There it is. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use DraftKings code 6sports to get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just five on any NFL bet. Again, that's DraftKings, our sponsor. A word to them. Thank you. Go ahead and bring in my counterpart. Before that, kind of What's up, Bubba? There he is. I have no idea what he's listening to, but let's go ahead and officially start this thing. Here we go. Okay, the official start to the show. (laughs) Please like, follow, subscribe, all the things on the X, YouTube, Instagram, of course, Facebook. The numbers are growing. We had another amazing weekend Um, when it comes to getting the word out there, getting the message out there. This was the inaugural Anvil Road Trip together. All of us at some point in time have went on roadies by ourselves. You know, I've been to some games. Pat's been to some games. Acosta's been to some games. Me and Thomas went to some games. But this is the first time that three or more of us went on a road to the game. And Nashville, though they are the hated rival, <laughs> was a hell of a time. Uh, so shout out to the entire crew uh, to include our supporters like no other. Daryl Leather, Daniel, uh, who am I missing? Becca. Big uh, E. Justin. Justin. Who else am I missing? Home gating. Home gating. Brandon Brisket. Mm-hmm. Put on again. The, the venison queso was incredible. The wangs was wanging. Uh, the white. Mega, mega fat boy happy. Super great. Um, and last night, who am I? Who else am I missing? Oh, Daniel's fiance. Uh, 
Yeah, and uh, Tyler and his buddy. Oh, Tyler, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. Now, hold on now. We got to get Daniel's fiance's name together. Liz. Liz. Sheesh. What is wrong with me? Sorry. Excuse me. Uh, My door is opening, so that was the chime that you hear. But I think it's only fair. I really do. Sammy, this is for you. Okay? Give me one sec, Sammy. Pat, what was that? That was the sweet, sweet sound of a sweet. <laughs> oh That's what it was. <laughs> Sammy, that is so for you. Uh, you know what? It feels good because we used to dominate, and I mean dominate the Titans. And for the last three years now, the Titans have been a thorn in our rear ends. And so to get back to what is normal. <laughs> it's such a great thing to get back to what's normal. Now that we got to take care of those other couple teams in the division. Now we did catch that same hail from the Jags. I know, right? But at least we could claim our own sweep of a team of this division. And we have the opportunity to actually do it to a second team the end of the year but we don't we're not going to count our chickens before they hatch but before we get into the game let's talk about the nashville experience pat what was your favorite part of the nashville experience man i I know it's going to sound like i'm a big old goober and it's probably because i am but my favorite experience was three-fifths of the anvil crew was there and a shitload of anvil family was down there we all got together. We all ate. We all went, you know, watched the Michigan game, barely beat Iowa. <laughs> the, the refs really helped him out on that one. Oh, oh, that's right. You are a Michigan fan. I forgot. Sorry. You know, so just, just being able to get out, you know, for, for a couple days, you know, hang out with good people. You know you're safe. You know you know you're good company. You know you're you're with family. That to me was was the funnest part. That was, and I will say the amount of laughs and good times that happened in a very short amount of time. We only were together for about. Sorry, Moon Pie just walked in. Oh, tell her don't get an Omaha because she is not. You ain't above gonna approach. You ain't gonna moon. If she come in here making noise and trying to take over the mic and all the little moon pie things, guess what Uncle Clyde got for her? You just mad she took your chair. No, that's fine. That's okay. You know, I'm not there enough to claim it. That's fine. But anyway, like I said, like I was saying, like being there, we're only together for a short amount of time, probably total like 18 hours. (laughs) But we got every ounce of fun energy love out of those 18 hours uh what a blast let me let me tell you man like sometimes you think that you can totally be blown away with what's going on in your world and then other times you're really blown away like we were a small group but from barstool nashville uh freaking hattie b's chicken everywhere we went they knew we were there. The Anvil 
is a traveling thing. Like it's real, man. Like the amble is real. Like we have supporters. We're walking like, and we're not like I told you. This happened to me when I was in Germany. I literally lost my mind because I was in Germany. But we're walking through, you know, the tunnels and all that stuff before the game, going into the the uh, the Nissan Stadium. And people like, hey, that's Big P. I know you, boss, and this and that. And I follow your show and all. And it's it's insane. <laughs> like, it is insane. I'm not. I'm not going to lie. My, crazy my, my head swelled just a little bit after that Nashville trip, you know, and, and everybody knows me. I'm, I'm extremely humble person and, and I don't take any credit for nothing, but, you know, just driving by the stadium, seeing other Colts fans and, and we're sticking our heads out the window going, go Colts. Hey, it's the Anvil crew. You know, that's, that is freaking amazing. Absolutely amazing. And it's, it's appreciated. It is deeply from this it side is. over here. Absolutely. So we had more subs, more follows. That's great. Um, and we also had a bit of a welcome surprise. So knowing this guy over here, bro, you I mean, he is the networker of networkers. Like, I don't know if there's not a person he's ever been, I won't use the word afraid, but there's no one he's never approached <laughs> and said, you know what? I can have a conversation here. And, and if anything comes of it, so be And If it doesn't, all it was was a conversation. So because of that, this guy has friends in high places and many places and spaces. And so here we are at our tailgate, getting it set up. Everything's good. Brandon Brisket's over there on the Traeger, getting it going. We set up the anvil. We're pitching some cornhole and all the things. And Pat, Comes over to me at Costa's like, hey, check this out. <laughs> so we check it out, and it's like, hey, there's an envelope. It will call for you guys. Maybe you should go check that out. We mosey over to Will Call to go check out that, and lo and behold, guess who's got pre-game field passes? The freaking anvil. <laughs> so we march on down to the field like we've been there before and we belong. Guess what happens? Z comes up because Z remembers us. He's getting his pregame ritual and all the other thing. Daps everybody up. You know, I was able to take a pick with AR-15, let him know what we thought of him. Can't wait to have him back on the field. Snap five. Five, true that, my bad, AR-5. Uh, snap the pick, Matt Gay. Talk to Chris Ballard. You know, the, all the things. Like, like we belong. <laughs> and then at one second or another, I was like, not that this is the norm, but why shouldn't it be the norm? Like, this is where we are. This is what we have worked so hard to do. This is what, you know, you guys have pushed us to become. And we are this because of you. And we're constantly growing and we appreciate everything that you're doing for us weekly. Just keep it going because as we go, so do you. Yep. And the things that we're cooking up to potentially do in the future is amazing. And I'm not going to spill the beans and tell all the things but <laughs> this is only year two of the anvil right and trust me when i tell you we have a long projected road ahead for everything that we want to accomplish so we appreciate you so being on the field was amazing to start the game right and so we might as well get into the game <laughs> so pat being there being there live being there on the road how was the environment hostile would you say um a few of the Tennessee Titan fans were hostile, but I think I'm going to agree 
with Miss Sarah on this where it was the stadium workers that was uh-huh. more hostile towards us than the fans. You know, now nobody said anything to me directly, but, you know, some guys sitting a row or two behind me, oh, fuck the Colts, Colts suck, yeah, you know, yeah, basic stuff. You know, yeah, the, the basic fan stuff, nothing, nothing to rattle my cage by no means. But yeah, the, the treatment we was getting from the Tennessee uh, stadium staff was pretty bad. Implying that we were stupid, implying that, you know, that type of thing. But I, like I was saying, like, I'm here for it. It's a part of the experience. It's rivalries, right? So if you're a rival, how are you supposed to treat the rival? Like you don't give them the red carpet treatment. You give them a little hell. So with that said, you know, I had to not remind everyone, but I was like, in my opinion, the functionality of how we're being treated really goes back to 2019 right here on Broadway when Pat McAfee was introducing, I think, the second or third round player we were drafting. And he totally disrespected them, talked about the dominance that the Colts had displayed over the years, talked about his role as a punter, and they didn't really make him active. So he got to rest a lot during those games. Like, I think it started there. And because they were hosting the draft and – um, all those things, and he couldn't wait to take his opportunity to let them know <laughs> that they will forever hold that dearly, and they will always treat us in that way. But yeah, it was pretty yeah. interesting so thanks, to see. Thanks that. a lot, Pat McAfee. <laughs> it was, but it was pretty interesting to hear them say, like, basically call us. They were calling us stupid without calling, like, because there was like you know every stadium does the game where the helmet is moving around and like find what's underneath the helmet, and then. I can't remember how he said it, but, you know, the stadium announcer was like, yeah, so at some point as a Colts fan or or some at some point as somebody that's from Indiana or whatever, you'll you'll probably lose focus here because basically you're you're not dumb enough to follow or you're not smart enough to follow it. It was kind of weird. It was a weird jab, but they were saying that all throughout the game. So I laughed that type of stuff off. But uh being in my section, I couldn't speak for Pete because he was a couple rows over and Daniel was a couple rows over as well. But in my section, it ended up being Big P, I'm sorry, uh, Big E, Justin, Sarah, myself, Acosta, Tyler, and his buddy. And that small nucleus was shutting the shit down. <laughs> like, because, you know, every time we got a first down, we were acting like we were home in Indy. That's another Indianapolis Colts first down. Like, we were going bananas. And, uh, you know, they were shouting out the Anvil stuff here and there. Bang that bitch. Let's go, Colts. Like, people were, like, seriously irritated. And they wanted to shut us up. So every time they did something positive, they would, like, definitely look at us and go Get nuts. louder. Yeah. Because, like, I remember we scored a touchdown and then right away Gardner threw the pick two. And they were like, ah, like they were going nuts. The pick two, that don't even sound right, right? (laughs) That whole play wasn't right. The pick two. (laughs) But, yeah, so that kind of was going on. Um, But, you know, like we always say this, and I don't even know, honestly, how to be a fan without being that type of fan. But the cardiac part of being a Colts fan, like – That game, though it turned out to be 31-28 or whatever the final was, really should have been 34-17. I mean, two block punts, right, inside of their 10 that only equated to six points. We fumbled inside of their 10, so no points. Um, We actually lost the lead for a minute. 
There were multiple ties. Like it was a lot that was going on that didn't make sense. It was definitely the roller coaster game <sighs> of the season so far. I mean, and, and yeah. typically all our games are are roller coastery, but this one here has took the cake. The, but this one, honestly, this one was very, I mean, very similar to Baltimore. Baltimore game, it ended up going to OT too. So it's funny that we've had two road games that have been to OT and I've been to both. But it's funny how that, like, like there was multiple times, especially when we lost the coin toss. I was like, shit, here we go. <laughs> like, that's game. Because though we had scored um, and they came back and, and tied it up, then they missed the extra point to keep it tied. And I was just like, we didn't have a lot of energy, right? They get the ball first. Weird possession because they're moving the ball. Then they lose some yards on some on some penalties. Then we give it right back on a penalty. Then then it's they make a big play to get into field goal range to kick a field goal. I'm like, fuck, well, hopefully our offense can come out and do something because we had been flat for a couple possessions. Second play of the drive. Who are you? Who are you kidding? What was it? A 56-yard pass or whatever, almost 60-yard pass to Alec Pierce of all people over the shoulder. Perfect pass from Gardner down to the two. Two plays later. Nice little quick slant to Michael Pittman. Game over. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, what just happened, bro? Like, what just happened? So, because I couldn't see you, how was you and your nephew feeling at that moment? <laughs> well, my nephew was in tears because he's tears, a ti- huh? he's a Titans fan, and I was screaming up and down. Did you freeze wow. on me? No. Uh, it looked like it froze on me. But yeah, uh it it was exciting as hell. You know, and that was twice Minshew hit Pierce on was some forty something yard. Yeah, the first touchdown was and, like forty yard T D. Yeah, like and, hands. and he Great. was in double coverage and he dropped it right in that basket, yeah. man. Couldn't have asked to any better. No. And the same thing on that overtime pass right in the basket where nobody could get it but him. I mean, it, Pat, I mean it it was almost Peyton Manning like with those two throws. I think that's what I said in our uh after game response. I was like, I don't even know who number 10 became. Yeah. But it was Peyton <laughs> Manning-esque. And and what's really wild about the whole situation, man, when you when you think about it, like Pat McAfee summed it up in one phrase. <laughs> and I and I'm going to have to remember this going forward because there's going to be moments when I want to rip my hair out. Gardner Minshew, simply put, is a football player. <laughs> Just wrap it up. And what and and that's such a powerful phrase because it's like when you look at his numbers, he's been helter skelter this year. Started on a, such a high, we we were like, oh yeah, we're in great shape. He's the best backup quarterback perfect situation then he's had some head scratcher moments he had like eight turnovers in about two minutes seemingly over three games it was crazy then he goes and does things like this and you know what you hate to live like this but until we get ar5 back this is how we gotta live (laughs) We, we literally got to live in these wild like ranges it's such a wild range well the low to the high in the in this time that we are you know, you're going to have to ride the good with the yeah. bad. You yes. know, know the good's there, but also know the bad's there, too. You know, there's there's a, there's a reason he's paid backup money. 
Yes. There's a reason his, his role that. is a backup. Absolutely. You know, we talked about it. Now, fucking right. <laughs> you, you can hold a lot of confidence in him when the good is good. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be shitty when the bad is bad. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, that's just what we have right now. Um, but all honesty, he's played thousand times better than Matt Ryan did all last year. Are you kidding me? Absolutely. He, he, he's 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 playing a hundred times better than Carson Wentz did. Yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> see, man. y'all. I mean, listen. I know that. I'm telling see, you right now, those stats um, Carson Wentz had, it was padded. Now, oh, uh, I don't give shit. Give me five. <laughs> I ain't taking it back. Padded. Padded. Bro. That's so, that's so fucking unfair. Don't do that. How now, do you pad, how do now, you pad that? I I agree. That's for another podcast. Now back when when they cut him, I agreed with you then that we should have gave him another year. Absolutely. I, I I absolutely agree with that. But you know how many times I've seen that man throw the ball at somebody's feet. Okay. Well, you know he might right. not have the interception rates that. Others do this and that, but his play was just horrible for us. <laughs> and you know it. Oh, and I know it. You do Bruh. know. It. And, and don't be put, don't be put fucking words in my. Oh no, shit! I, I know I, it. <laughs> I'm putting words there because they're true words. That's horseshit. It's not true. <laughs> it is true. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna let you have it. You're on one. Looked like you're gummified right now, or getting there. You can have it. <laughs> because again, like that's for another podcast. We could do comparisons, but at that point, I just felt like Jim Mercer was so so peed off that we had the not the division, but we had our destiny in our own hands, and we dropped back to back games after being on such a high. After that Pats game that year, like we were like <laughs> top of the mountain, right? Like, and then we dropped the games to the Raiders, and then we go on the road to Jacksonville and really drop everything <laughs> and then he was like i don't know what gotta happen but everybody's gone <laughs> so that's what that was for me but that's neither here or there now garner he played his tail off fine let's give him that 312 a uh, couple tutties uh he had one didn't he have a turnover i think he yes had one yeah he had a turnover well, he had the pick two was that the turnover the pick two i think that was the turnover. Uh, no, he he, he 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 got strip sacked. He had strip sacked too. Yeah, and he had to pick too. But okay, all right. So okay, still two. God that almost know <laughs> yourself because that just sounds so, <laughs> so <stupid>. weird. <laughs> oh my heart! So, hey, so mom, we, guess what? I got a pick too. I got today. a pick too. So we definitely we definitely got to like clean that up still. But we would be remiss, absolutely remiss. If we don't, A, talk about Michael Pittman Jr. continually rising to that number one claim that nobody said he was, another 11 catches, another 105 yards, another tutty, and and the man, Alec Pierce, showing a glimpse. Now, again, this one game does not compensate for the now two years of mediocrity but showing a glimpse of maybe what the Colts saw when he came out of Cincinnati, the big play capability, the stretch in the field, you know, so we got to give them their kudos. Yeah, absolutely. 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 You know, and we've, we've said this from day one with Pitt is that 
there ain't there ain't a meaner dog in the fight than what that man has and we've said this from day one big and he ain't slowing down not one damn bit so call him a a a wide receiver too if you want i'll have him out there every time fighting for that ball because you know what these guys are talented these cornerbacks are talented and he's getting his he's getting what he wants yeah. That's what's really good to see. Like everybody used to call him the drag route king and the short route guy, but he's literally getting what he wants. And he's so smart. He's converting the first downs, you know, on the third and whatever, or the second and whatever. You know, he's getting himself in the right position. He's protecting the football, knock on wood. He hasn't, you know, had too many fumbles or too many drops this year. He's making the difficult catch almost every single time opportunity he gets if you can go back to baltimore he getting his freaking head ripped off and he makes that catch and ot that ends up being you know for the game winning field goal all the things so yes i mean we pay our own that's been ballard's motto without a doubt michael Pittman will get what's coming his way deservingly um and again would be remiss <laughs> if we don't talk about the defense the effort Part of the defense with another six sacks. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Be- before we leave Pitt, I got okay. one question. Is it me or does it seem like every time that man's tackled, his helmet is either twisted or off or something, or he's always having to readjust his helmet like he's got well, the wrong the size. Kids. It's like he's got the wrong size helmet on or something. That's all the kids these days, man. They 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 wear their helmets loosely, I call it. They don't like their mouthpiece isn't secured. You know, they do all kind of shit. So yes, he's always adjusting this shit. Like they easily slide off and all kind of shit. Like, whatever, man. Somebody teach him how to tighten that damn chin strap up. Facts. Uh but yeah, let's talk about the defense really quick. So another six sacks. Okay. So let's A not confuse. Like that's gonna be my absolute situation and stand on, stand on business, as they say. That'll be my situational awareness of every time we talk about the defense. Do not, do not, <laughs> okay? <laughs> do not confuse effort with scheme because when you talk about the defense as a collective, the scheme still is trash. I mean, we played probably the second worst team in the NFL. They got 28 points. They got 360 yards. So... They got Derrick Hendry got a hundred yards. I thought I don't think he had I don't think he's had a hundred yard game in quite some time, but he got a hundred yards on us. Um and I get it, Groves out. Okay, we could talk about all the things, but the scheme is still what this what the scheme is, and we still see terrible situations where it's like, oh, you're not gonna defend the first down? You're just gonna let them run to it? Okay. <sighs> what's what's their I can't say his name, but they're tight end. Chig Onkarik, whatever the fuck his name is. I don't know. He had a massive play. Him. Yeah. He had just call him Chig. He had a huge play because he's just running free and then he broke a couple tackles and it's a much larger play than it should have been, but it's because the scheme stinks, right? But uh, another six sacks, Colts have 42, which puts them in the top five. We're on pace to break our 2005 record of 45 easily. Um, So, yeah, they're getting after it. Taekwon, Samson, Quiddy, uh, Defoe, they're getting after it. And I'm never going to, like, put them down when I'm putting down the defense. But the scheme stinks. The fucking scheme stinks. Okay. That's all I got on defense because it stinks. What do you got? Well, on defense, 
did we mention the Walter Payton recipient for the Colts? Oh, absolutely. Zaire Franklin. Zaire Franklin's give Let's a big old round of applause for our boy Z. Deserving. Very Ab- deserving. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, um, and he's been on with us several times. He recognizes yeah. us at stadiums, different yeah. events we go to, things of yeah. this nature. Love the you guy. Know, so we, we call him fam. We call him fam for a reason. Got to talk and, to one of his good friends he played college ball with. It was great. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's not, we don't call people fam just nilly willy. Mm-hmm. You know, your character has to be right. Mm-hmm. You know, and his character and his heart that he cares about people, you ain't mm-hmm. going to find bigger than that. That's true. You know, That's so true. congratulations again, Zaire. Well-deserved and way to take over the NFL, baby. Absolutely. Proud. Very proud of you. He's putting the NFL on notice uh, in all facets. Um, and that and that's something to, to definitely uh, talk about. Um, shout out to Shane Steichen, too, bro. Like, what? Like, ice in his veins. He, he's going to call his game no matter what. He's never going to, like, you know, waver. Like, even when things were looking grim in that game and we started slow and we had dead spot moments, like, of course, we can't see what's what's going down on the sideline and we can't hear what's in the headsets. But the outcome is always showing that he's coaching his ass off. That's four wins in a row. Like we talked about last week, right? You know, the the Panthers, <laughs> uh, the Patriots, the Bucks, and now, you know, the Titans. You play who's on your schedule and we're winning the games we're supposed to be winning, right? So with that said, it's still a four-game win streak, just like the Cowboys, just like the Niners, and I think there's other one other team that had a four-game win streak. So we're in that mix, and I know a lot of people is not giving us a lot of credit for what we can be or what's going to happen over these last five games or so, but ultimately, that's neither here or there. Like, in my opinion – Though we don't have, you know, a ten and one record or some shit like that, nine and two, he's he's coaching like a coach over the year, right? And people can say the Absolutely. same thing about D'Amico Ryan's, and people will probably say the same thing about you know what Kyle Shanahan is doing, and maybe hell what you know Nick Sirianni was doing, and everybody else. And the wins will always probably lead the way, but you got to think about what Shane has faced, bro. Start the year, no JT, may not even have JT. Rumor has it he wants to be gone. Shaq's not Shaq. End up cutting Shaq. AR goes out after week five. Uh, Grover, six-game suspension. Um, shit, you Rogers name it. Rodgers suspended at the beginning. Of yeah, Rodgers cut from the squad. Uh, great rookie class, but devastating injuries to start. Evan Hall out. Um, Juju Brents missed some time, then played and missed more time. Like he's been just whatever hand is dealt him. He's just finding a way to make it work. And so I commend the guy and I hope all that's considered and I hope we keep progressing. So at the end of the year, that is a tough choice. Hopefully they do a better job than the CFP because the CFP sucks. Like what? (laughs) You go undefeated and you don't make it in. Any fucking hang. That's the yeah, they, there. they need definitely change that <laughs> yes, that's format. The now, yeah. one thing I, I will say about the offense, you know, and, and I remember it because I told my nephew this that if we have to do more than three and out, because there was a couple couple runs yeah, where uh it we was three and out, three and out, 
And yeah. I told him, I said, man, this is going to wear the shit out of our defense. We've yeah. got to start moving the ball. And lo and behold, he changed shit up, started, yeah, you know, chopping away at them yards. We've you know, they're saying, no, our, our defense is, is catching their, their second win. And then, boom. Like, literally, we've seen a little bit more each week of him opening up his playbook more and more. And, like, another thing that's super infectious, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I'm telling you, and I get it right now. Right now, we can't have this conversation because everybody wants to talk about, well, who's the best quarterback in the South? C.J. Stroud, Trevor Lawrence, you know, Will Levis after his one-game wonder. And then, of course, A.R. at the bottom because injuries didn't really get to see a lot of. But what's infectious is that kid's energy. I mean, he's walking around holding his arm in the cast and running on the field, celebrating, jumping into it. We're like, oh, Lord, chill out, AR. But you can tell. When I tell you right now, there's probably nothing harder for him to do than to show up to these games and be in street clothes. Like, you could tell this kid wants to be on the field, and he'll he'll give his damn arm to be on the damn field. So next year... I get it. It's a long way to forecast and look into the future. But I know all the things that he's going to be able to play back and be like, man, this is what got me hurt. This is the way I have to play. This is who I am as a player. But this is what got me hurt. Like, that's going to be on his – because he can't – he doesn't want to go through another year of this. He wants to be a part of those victories. And he knows he makes a difference. I know he knows it. And uh, it was just cool to meet him, to talk to him. You know, it was very brief, but even still, like, just to let him know, like, hey, look, bro, we all behind you and we need you. And he was like, I appreciate that. That means a lot. So that was dope. That was super dope. So I can't wait to see the kid back. That and even though he's injured, he's he's still traveling with the team. Absolutely. He's down, he's down on the field, going up to the stands, signing autographs. Yep. You know, doing all that headset, pub- watching, learning. Yeah, doing all that public relations stuff before the game. During the game, yep. you can see him with the headset on, talking. Don't- you know, so, and it, that's all learning opportunities for him, and he's taken them. Yeah, absolutely, he's on top of it. So yeah, you got you got to commend him. You got to commend Shane. You got to commend you know his his uh, rehab staff. Uh, he's still locked in. He still wants to be a part of this, even though he knows he's out for the season. That's only going to make him better. Anyway, I, I get it. You need to be on the field and get the reps and actually feel the game, but to show that you're still a part of it and you're just happy to see your team doing well and you're supporting your backup quarterback as he supported you. Like that's what you want. Right. So I'm going to give, I'm going to give credit where credit's due. So lastly, before we get out of here, cause we're running slightly over, I mean, <laughs> this is going to sound wild, maybe a little bit passive aggressive to the Colts fan base and Colts nation. So I apologize, but uh, I will say last week, maybe I kind of gaffed and I said the wrong thing. What I was getting at is, I don't <clears throat> I don't want y'all to feel like I wasn't happy for Shaq to be able to find some place to land and be happy. I was just a scorned fan. So he found a, he found that place this week to land and be happy. And unfortunately, it's with fucking Nick, who I don't mess with no more. Sirianni's an asshole, no. but he's an eagle now. And like I said, to start the show with, with Pat, we were talking, <laughs> we were talking backstage and I was like, I need him to ball out, become an all pro rather quickly and make us regret our decision. And, you know, as, as Colts fans, we've we've lived through a lot of hard choices. We led Marshall Falk. We traded Marshall Falk, I should say. We didn't re-sign Edron James. We released Peyton Manning. We had to suffer through the early Andrew Luck retirement. Like, we've been through some tough times. <laughs> we lost the Super Bowl that, in my opinion, we should have won. Um, 
you know, we couldn't get over the, the New England Patriots hump too many times, too many years of great seasons, and they don't end with us hoisting the Lombardi. We've been through some tough shit, but through all of that, we love our squad. So to see somebody like Darius leave was very difficult, and the way he left midseason was even more incredibly difficult. And so, like we all thought, he landed somewhere, and um, hopefully <clears throat> it's not one of those moves where he's a forgotten-about name. Hopefully he gets down there and he gets an opportunity to actually play, learn that defense, <clears throat> and become a great player that we know him to be. And then we should, in my opinion, regret our decision. That's what I really want because you know what? <laughs> like I said, we chose a scheme that probably won't last in Indy over an all-pro player that loved Indy. And that's going to be tough for me until it's not. And today is not the day that is not tough. So if you got a problem with it. What? A bullshit? A bullshit? A bullshit. That's what I feel. I, I don't care if you got a problem with it because it was bullshit. So anyway, that's how I close. How do you want to close this out? Again, <laughs> so many optics, dude, that we're not privy to. You can be upset. I'm upset, too, because I love Leonard. I got a full-size helmet. Signed with a COA of that man sitting on my desk. Yes, I got yeah. a signed jersey. I got a signed rookie card. I love that man. Uh -huh. But when it comes down to it, you know, we just don't know all the information, you know. So, yeah, be hurt because you love the guy. You love watching him on the field. You love his character. You love his energy. Everything he does, there's nothing to hate about. Absolutely not. But now on the business side of things, there's a lot of other optics besides love. You know, so just remember that before you go standing at the clock tower, <clears throat> taking people out because you're so damn upset. Just remember that. That's all I'm asking. No, Sammy, take us out of here. <laughs> And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow The Sick Podcast and Bill Show on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.